1: Welcome to the Ice Guys, Wednesday, January 30 in Cameron. Alex B. Smith back with me, ready to break down the Wednesday NHL card. Just a very light slate, two games on tap for Wednesday night, which means we have a lot to break down from last night, a very busy Tuesday. We'll recap that in just a moment. Uh, but first, couple of show announcements. We have picked out two BetCast dates uh, for the uh, month of January. The one BetCast date will be our Patreon members only BetCast. And we are keeping that date a secret, okay? Just know that we have picked one out for the month of January. And what's going to happen is all of a sudden, the day of that BetCast, we're going to drop the YouTube link on the Patreon page, only on the Patreon page uh, for members. And just all of a sudden, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, they're going to have a BetCast tonight. How fucking amazing is that? Uh, and it's just going to be, hopefully you have that kind of reaction. It's like, Oh God, another bet cast. I hope nobody thinks <laughs> that. Uh, but nevertheless, um, yeah, that's the way we're going to do it. We're going to surprise everybody, everyone that's on Patreon and my, my goodness, the number of members I'm seeing now on Patreon, uh, the numbers keep climbing. It is so great to see. Uh, we appreciate that very much. And again, as we always say, the $10 per month you commit to us with Patreon helps preserve the show. hopefully a very long time to come so we'll just flash that up patreon.com slash ice guys ten dollars per month we have picked out our exclusive patreon members only betcast for the month of january but we will not reveal it we will just drop the youtube link on the patreon page the day of the betcast and there you go it's going to be pretty much a surprise so uh looking forward to that later in the month and then we have also picked out our main public betcast free for all Uh, of course, um, and definitely we're looking forward to that as well. The main BetCast for the month of January, write this down, it's going to be Tuesday, January 16th, okay? So that's in a couple of weeks, Tuesday, January 16th, uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, and that will be our main primary BetCast, if you will, for the uh, month of January. Uh, We're looking forward to that. So, again, that's Tuesday, January 16th. We have Seattle against the New York Rangers, Colorado, Ottawa, Anaheim, Washington, L.A., Dallas. What a great matchup that is. Uh, Kings and Stars on Tuesday, January 16. Islanders, Winnipeg Jets, San Jose, Chicago, the Toilet Bowl, battle for last place if uh, we were talking about that. Uh, That's the Sicko special, if you will, uh, on uh, Tuesday, January 16th, Sharks and uh, Blackhawks. On that Tuesday slate. And then we'll wrap it up with two games at 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, January 16, Arizona, Calgary, and a great all Canadian matchup, Toronto, and Edmonton. Uh, so, a very nice uh, night of games coming up Tuesday, January 16th. So, there you go. That will be our primary main betcast in the month of January. So, again, that's just everybody's open to join us. We'll, as always, send the StreamYard links out to anyone that wants to join us on the betcast that night. Tuesday, January 16th. So looking forward to it. First bet cast. Well, if you include the Patreon members only one in January, the first two bet casts uh, of the new year, Alex, definitely looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we like I said, the, the numbers that we've seen grow on the Patreon page has been fantastic. We truly appreciate the support. It, it means the world to us. Uh, like I said, we've got a ton of stuff coming. I'll be having the new goalie charts uh, updated, kind of tweaking the look of it a little bit on there and also kind of getting some newer updates. There's been a ton of injuries, and also we're all out with the holiday roster freeze, so I'll have a more updated uh, uh, setup with that. Also, we'll have a few more charts coming out soon that will be downloadable in PDF format as well. Uh, We're also going to try and make sure that when we post the Chris Otto charts that those are a little bit cleaned up. And uh, post it where you can download those easily as well. I mean, it does a good job of posting them already. But on our end, some things, like I said, get a little clogged when we're trying to post on Patreon. There's also the Patreon app, which we'll talk about, too, a little bit later. But that's something that uh, I'm going to be downloading on my phone. And I think Ian, we we're talking about that. We might download that together and start utilizing things that will be more mobile. And that way, we can kind of bring back some of the live betting aspects as well. Because it's a little bit hard to do just from a desktop perspective. So, we're going to be working on all of that. So Patreon, definitely want to sign up for that. $10 a month, it definitely supports us and helps us in a big way. And uh, we continue to try to provide some of the best content in uh, hockey betting for you guys.
1: Absolutely. And we're going to have lots of uh, other things outside of the you know, the written content and the bonus betcast. We're going to have uh, bonus videos, Q&A stuff. Uh, yep. We'll roll out exclusive videos and just bonus content. We're probably going to add to the player suite series. Uh, throughout more so the off season, but I think we've got a couple players in mind that have talked about. We might be able to record during season with a couple more for the player suite, which of course remains Patreon exclusive as well. So, uh, that will continue. Uh, the player suite was a great response to it last summer. I know a lot of people enjoyed it. Uh, we will definitely keep that going, uh, of course, uh, throughout 2024 as well. So definitely looking forward to that. So great month of stuff, really a great year. Uh, of stuff and again patreon.com slash ice guys ten dollars per month for the daily card the exclusive betcast coming in january and all kinds of more exclusive content on the way all right let's get into last night and the uh, nhl slate that took place huge night uh, of action uh, i mean matt and i were doing the show for almost two hours that's how many games there were uh, last night on the uh, slate but uh, we start with boston a very solid workmanlike uh, effective road victory for them, four to one against Columbus. Uh, the highlight for me was Trent Frederick. I mentioned Trent Frederick on the show, worth a look from a goal prop standpoint. And he found the back of the net, scored one of the goals for Boston. Uh, they get the four one win against the Jackets there. How about the impressive six to one thrashing by the Carolina Hurricanes over the New York Rangers in New York? Very, very impressive. I mean, We were all starting to really worry about Carolina about two, three weeks ago. If you remember, they were just scuffling. They were really struggling to score goals. The defensive game and the goaltending was a problem. Well, now their offense is going, and it's because Aho and Svechnikov have arisen from their slumber finally, and they are dominating right now. This is by far Svechnikov coming out of his slumber because he's been pretty disappointing, really you know, down the stretch before his injury last year, he was kind of up and down and coming back from the injury. He was just not producing and he can't be stopped right now. He's been absolutely terrific. What a beautiful goal. He scored a great rush down the ice to beat Shesterkin, a uh, six to one win for Carolina and another great performance in net from Pyotr Kochetkov, who was very good once again for Carolina. And We've been at banging that drum for several weeks now. It's time to end it with the seniors home and go to this kid's Kochetkov moving forward is the number one goalie uh, and uh, he's been very good the last two wins against Toronto and the Rangers he played great in both of those so six to one win for uh, Carolina uh getting back to looking like that team that could be a problem in the Eastern Conference postseason uh, like they've been for so many times uh Washington four to three against Pittsburgh one of those weird games where Pittsburgh was awful I can't explain how bad they were in the first period they were terrible they were they were brutal. Them and the LA Kings battle between who had the worst first period last night uh, between those two teams. Right, Absolutely Burke. hideous. Both of them. <laughs> it's
0: I think it yeah. had to be. I mean, it was, brutal. Yeah.
1: I mean, they were coughing up the puck, the goaltending stunk from Jari. Uh, it wasn't one of his better nights. He got pulled, but really they didn't have the puck and they didn't have, sh- have any shots in that period. It was just Washington it was just suffocating them. And then after the first period, they make the goalie change and Delkovich comes in and, after that, Pittsburgh's dominant, really. They had badly outplayed Washington. Washington's hanging on for dear life at the end. And I thought for sure, once it got to 4-3, Washington might blow that game, in, which was which would have been good news for the draw, uh, which I was on. And I know Alex had a piece of the draw, two Capitals and Penguins. We almost got it. But Pittsburgh just couldn't find that late-tying goal. Man, they had chances. They had power play chances, one after another. And they just couldn't buy that tying goal and Ottawa and Washington ends up hanging on for the 4-3 victory. But that was not a convincing victory. Washington played 20 really good minutes of p- hockey. Pittsburgh played 20 extremely poor minutes of hockey. And unfortunately, that was the difference. Because to be honest, Washington wasn't great once they got that big lead. And they just were able to hang on 4-3 against Pittsburgh in that game. Montreal 4-3. How about them? A nice win on the road. Big upset against Dallas. I did have Montreal team total. Uh, over two and a half. I had a very small piece of them on the money line, but more so on the team total. Didn't necessarily think they would win the game, but wow, a great performance by them. Uh, Dallas again, which they're capable of doing. Sometimes they play down and they definitely did that. But the funny thing about this game is it was 4-1 Montreal. It looked like they had put the game away. Peter DeBoer pulls the goalie, Scott Wedgwood. They score twice with the extra attacker to make it 4-2 and 4-3. And man, they came close to tying it. They were buzzing to make it 4-4. Uh, But Sam Montembeau had a pretty good game, and the Canadians hang on for a 4-3 win in Dallas. Calgary 3-1 against an injury-riddled, depleted, shorthanded Minnesota team. I think we all like the Flames. I did. I think Alex liked Calgary. Uh, I know Kyle Hintley in our chat really liked Calgary. There he is. Easy 3,000 profit. From the uh, Calgary Flames last, night. I don't know if it was easy. I mean, they were <laughs> two to one, and it was still pretty close at the end there. But uh, Blake Coleman ended up putting it away with an empty netter, uh, three to one Calgary there. Uh, Nashville with a three nothing shutout against Chicago, pretty disappointing actually for Chicago. You get whipped by Dallas and on New Year's Eve, and you don't have a better uh, performance than that. And actually, it's we can't really blame um, Soderblom. I mean, Soderblom gives up three goals, but that's actually good for his standards, Uh, and when you look at Chicago, they didn't give him any run support, so to speak. So uh, 3-0 Nashville win there. 4-2 Winnipeg against Tampa Bay. I I don't know how they screwed this one up, and this is on Cooper and probably the management team. How the hell do you put yourself in a situation where you're stuck playing with five defensemen? I mean, that was the case last night for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's obviously asking for trouble. And it's funny, once I heard that going into the game, I said, I'm going to add more to my position here on Winnipeg. Like that's just, that's five defensemen for the whole game. You talk about guys having to play way more ice time than they're accustomed to. And sure enough, uh, Tampa Bay can't overcome it. Winnipeg with the uh, four to two victory uh, over the uh, Tampa Jets. Just, I'm, I'm a buyer. I'm a believer in the Jets. You know, I know they collapsed down the stretch last year, and I guess there's no telling that maybe could could happen again this year, but I don't know. Everything I see, the eye test tells me they're a legit playoff team and they're a dangerous team once we get into the playoffs. Uh, winnipeg from what i've seen florida nice 4-1 win for them against arizona it's a very impressive win considering how well the coyotes have played at mullet arena so i definitely give the panthers credit for that 5-4 colorado over the islanders uh it was i'm not so sure that goal shouldn't have counted with 20 seconds left in the third it maybe should have uh but i'll take it the draw gets there with the uh, islanders and the avalanche and obviously we had also had a piece of that over and it uh, also cashes in there. Uh, Colorado with a 5-4 win over the Thailanders, who once again reward us with another successful stay and visit and trip to Draw Island. So that was uh, very nice to see once again last night. Plus 390, by the way, uh, with that draw bet, uh, with that uh, game last night. Edmonton, nice 5-2 win against Philly. And I said last night, even with the dubious spot for the Oilers coming back home off a road trip. I said, I'm not going to get stepping in front of this team. I made that mistake with LA against Edmonton Saturday night. And I've said, I'm done going against this team. They're, they're feeling their oats right now. The Edmonton Oilers, McDavid, five point night, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl. Um Last night, the big boys got it going. The nights previously we saw secondary tertiary offense from the Oilers, from McLeod and from Fogle, I mean, and their defense and their goaltending have improved. And this is a scary run right now. What is it now? 14 and 2 or 15 and 2 for Edmonton in the last 16 or 17 games. And now they're one point out of the wild card now. And it's pretty amazing that with where they were at the moment they fired Jay Woodcroft to where they are now in terms of the playoff race. They've gotten themselves right back in it. It's really incredible, uh, the, the run that the Oilers have put together. Uh, Vancouver just dummied Ottawa. It was 5 nothing. They cruised to a 6-3 win. They put it on cruise control after that. Uh, Vancouver wasn't thrilled with their effort against Philly, and they clearly played like it last night against Ottawa. And no consistency still for the Senators. You continue to be a win-one-lose-one kind of team since Jacques Martin. Uh, took over. Uh, Detroit 5-3 against San Jose. That was a good result. Red Wings team total over. Full game over, which was my best bet uh, on the show yesterday. Detroit's an over machine right now. I mean, they are just, they're scoring and they're giving them up. And Alex Lyon hasn't been as great too since he's been back from this injury. That's now three straight starts for him of at least three goals allowed. So hasn't been the same Alex Lyon in net either. Uh, David Perron, we talked about him up to the top line on the show yesterday. What happens? He scores two goals for the uh, Red Wings last night. So good win for them. And they faced some adversity, too, because they were down 3-2 in the third period and ended up coming back to win 5-3 uh, in that game. And then, of course, one of the performances of the night and certainly one of the performances of the season, Alex, from the Toronto Maple Leafs. I can't believe what I saw. I mean, 3 it was a defensive clinic from a team that you, know, you could, they're allergic to the term defensive clinic more often than not, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And what I saw is like, is this Toronto Maple Leafs? Really, am I watching the this team with the Maple Leaf on their on their sweater doing this shit right now? Uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, they were blocking shots. They were their, their team structure was as on point as I've ever seen it. They gave the Kings nothing. They were shut down. They were in the they were in the shooting lanes. They were a commitment to blocking shots. That shot block that Giordano took when the Kings had the extra attacker on late in that game, unbelievable uh, uh, display there. Just a clinic defensively, and Martin Jones was solid. And Martin Jones, like he gets the shutout, but he wasn't asked to do a ton. You know, they played a whale of a defensive game in front of him last night. And that's what's frustrating, Alex, about the Leafs. We know they showed last night they've got it in them to play this kind of style, to win, to play winning playoff style hockey, to defend, to block shots, to commit to communication in their own to commit. Playing good solid defense and not turning pucks over, they can play like it, but we just don't see it enough, and we certainly don't see it with any sort of consistency. And that's the issue. But last night, it was a clinic on the road an absolute, utter clinic by the Toronto Maple Leafs in that three to nothing shutout victory uh, over the LA Kings last night. And all of a sudden, I'm worried about the Kings. You can't be this bad at home for this long. Yep,
0: yeah. you
1: got this shit out with the home record. This is this is at the at the point where it's ridiculous now that the LA Kings have this kind of home record when they've been ripping it up on the road all season. So that's something they've got to figure it out and now that's a couple losses in a row now Edmonton, Toronto and this is a Kings team searching for answers, the offense, the power play sucks right now for the Kings at this point in time, but they made a move just now before I came on air Alex. Brant Clark uh called up and this is one of their great upper tier prospects in their pipeline as far as uh the blue liners are concerned so i think they want to shake things up right now and they're hoping a little shot of adrenaline and youth and uh huge upside from a guy like brant clark will help things out for them uh alex and uh, what
0: did you think of the huge slate last night yeah i mean a lot of a lot of good action i got to catch quite a bit of it uh starting with that Car- uh, calgary game against minnesota that was just fantastic my best bet winner I kind of wish I had doubled up on it because, like I said, I like that spot. And, and it kind of led to a spot that I'm looking at for tomorrow involving the Wild. But, uh, like I said, just you know, just a great game. And, you know, you saw where a lot of those shots came from. If you look at the the shot chart after the, the contest, shots on the point, you know, redirection, getting traffic uh, in front of guys. And that's what Calgary has to kind of get back to, being a little bit more creative and getting those gritty goals. That's the way you, that, that a team needs to operate. So I thought that was a, a solid victory for them. He mentioned about uh, Ottawa, Vancouver. Watched a little bit of that game. Ottawa just it looked flat dead. And somebody was joking in the chat earlier about the teams that may have still been hungover from New Year's, and a team like Ottawa might have been one of those uh, contenders. And same thing with Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh was just lifeless. Like it was, it was shockingly bad how they looked in the first period. Mike Sullivan's losing his mind. They pulled Tristan Jari, and I thought for sure that that game was just going to be a complete, maybe seven nothing, eight nothing, kind of a blowout when that first goal for Pittsburgh was actually taken off the board, and then Washington goes to score 4-0, I said, that that's a backbreaker. But they were lucky enough to get that first goal uh, again late in the period. Like I said, draw season was, was uh, still in full force. They had a chance to try and come back and rally. So just a tough start, not necessarily just a complete bad game, and maybe that's something they can build from, something to look for with Pittsburgh in their next contest, maybe look for them first period to have some momentum there. Uh, the Hawks, I didn't watch much of the Hawks game because it's a solar bum night, and I knew he was just going to lay an egg. It wasn't his fault they lost, though. The thing is, like I said, the offense was not there in front of him at all, and this team has just been dreadful against Nashville. The Predators are now 22-4-4 against the Hawks going back to the 17-18 season. Uh that, That's just miserable, and you can't have that. Moving forward, the Hawks, you know, to, to rebuild and, and be back at the, at the top of that division, the top of the league. You have to beat your rivals, and you cannot afford to play like shit every time you go up against Nashville. So that's a problem that needs to be corrected sooner than later. Uh, just kind of looking through some of the rest of the, the Toronto-LA game. He like said, you know, Martin Jones shut out. We never expect those coming because you can hardly, you know, brace yourself to imagine he's going to go 60 minutes without giving a goal. But he like said the Kings are in a bit of trouble right now. Like you said, with, with Edmonton playing much better, Calgary playing much better, Seattle trying to get it together. They can't afford to have an extended slump right now because they will find themselves not only out of that three spot uh in, in the in the Pacific, they'll find themselves out of that wild card race altogether. So things are going to get really tight in the Pacific. We already anticipated that going to the beginning of this season. But the Kings have definitely got to try to find a way to, you know, tread some water and 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 weather the storm here and some of these teams behind them creeping up because uh things are getting kind of tough. And like I said, with the Maple Leafs is a great win for them. Like I said, they have the talent. We know they can play quality, sound hockey. But the thing that we got to look at, and we'll talk about it a little bit later for tonight's game, is consistency. Can you trust this group to be consistent? Even after all this time, they've proven they can't do that. Can you trust them now? And then we're also looking at trusting into a new goaltender as well. So definitely looking forward to talking about that game a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's almost like, and we can see this from a mile away. We'll get to it. They're playing the Ducks tonight. It's almost like to ensure you get that kind of effort again tonight from this Toronto team, if you're Sheldon Keefe and you're Brad Tree Living and you're Brendan Shanahan, it's like, how can we bottle that up and bring it tonight against a team that's a lesser team, and this is always where we shit the bed. This is always where we play down to the competition. You need to find some – now you're out in California. you got to do it out there. you got to hire some kind of hypnotist, bring all the players in, put them under, and make them think that they're taking on the L.A. Kings tonight when they step on the ice. It's almost like that's what you got to make happen, you know, to, to get that kind of performance again from the and make them think it's the Kings tonight that they're playing, not the Anaheim Ducks, <laughs> who have been awful, by the way, uh, in these last two games, which is disappointing to me, considering they're finally getting healthy. Uh, so that's going to be the challenge. And you're right about Pittsburgh. Speaking of, um, you know, uh, a, a team that was awful, I thought it was three to three forwards and two defense on the ice at all times in that first period that were honestly in a coma. Seriously, in that first period. That's how bad they were. Like, uh, that is how absolutely horrendous the Pittsburgh Penguins were in that game. It's also why I didn't fucking trust them. I remember on that show. They're now 1-4, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, as a minus 175 or greater home favorite this season. Minus 175 or greater home favorite 1-4 and this season. Remember the Ducks went in there and beat them? Uh, Earlier this season, when Pittsburgh was a big home, you can't trust them in that price range. You just can't. And and we saw it again uh, last night against uh, Washington with that absolutely dreadful uh, start. Uh, Shout out to everyone in the chat. I know Andrew was in the chat earlier, McGinnis, our old friend, former colleague on the show. So I hope he's doing well. I wish him Happy New Year. Uh, And again, a reminder, if you're just joining us, we've got our BetCast, January 16, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Tuesday, January 16th. So we're definitely uh, looking forward to that. And one last point about the Leaf game. They're they're always talking about this team doesn't show any team unity, any pushback. Someone gets hit in a questionable manner. No one does anything. Last night, that was different. Dubois with a little bit of a shady hit there on Matthews. And Matthew Nyes, of all people, the first person in there to get involved and go after Dubois. And then you saw McCabe and you saw uh, Simone Benoit, who, by the way, is drawing rave reviews for the Toronto Maple Leafs on the blue line. Benoit, physical. He's been good in his own end, making good fights, drops the gloves. He had a good scrap last night with England from the uh, LA Kings. Uh, Simone Benoit has been a very, and I mean very pleasant surprise uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs with what he's brought that blue line, a little sandpaper. Uh, and, and he's making good plays. Has he turned the puck over? I I, I I can't remember a time he's done that. He's made good plays out of the, out of the defensive zone, good zone exits, if you will, uh, physical, willing to drop the gloves. So, Uh, He has been a a very, very like no one expected this when he first got into the lineup with all those injuries they had with Lilligren and Giordano and all those guys out. But he has really stepped up, and done a nice job for them uh, on that blue line. All right, let's get into the two games tonight. We will begin with the New Jersey Devils and Washington Capitals. Devils minus 180 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game obviously when you just look at the scheduling factors going into this game huge advantage for new jersey washington's on a back-to-back and you've got a very well-rested devils team that hasn't played since saturday when they were knocked off by the boston bruins five to two really a game that got away from the Malicks in the second period where it just fell apart it crumbled they gave up like four goals in that second period and the game just got away right at that moment so Uh, They'll be looking to atone for that and bouncing back here in this game. Devils have been a better road team all year. 11-6 and they are uh, on the road. So we'll see if they can carry that over to this game, Washington on the back-to-back with that 4-3 win, as we mentioned, against Pittsburgh. But let's be careful with giving them too much credit for that win. You know, that was a situation where they had a great first period and Pittsburgh had maybe one of the worst periods you'll ever see uh, in that first period. And then after that, I thought Pittsburgh was the better of the two. but Washington was able to just hang on for dear life at the end uh, and get the uh, four to three uh, victory. And they had to expend energy too. think about it. You know, they had to work hard, dig in to preserve that lead. And now you're playing on a back to back. So a little bit of a tricky situation here for Washington tonight. It should be a very interesting goalie matchup because Nico Dawes, is going to make the start here for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, obviously, the number one goalie, but they're giving uh, Nico Dawes the start tonight uh, in this game uh, for the uh, Devils. And what's funny is they do not have back-to-back here. This is just a decision by Lindy Ruff. Let's get Nico Dawes in here uh, for a start in this game. He did start against Ottawa uh, last week, and he actually played pretty well, 6-2 to two win uh, for the Devils in that game against the Sens. We'll see if he can carry that over. It should be Hunter Shepard. In net here for the Capitals. Remember, Charlie Lindgren's on the injured list. Darcy Kemper played last night, so pretty much makes sense that we're going to see Hunter Shepard here in net tonight for the uh, Capitals. Two very inexperienced goalies uh, at the NHL level. That being said, Shepard, you know, is actually two zero and one this season with pretty decent numbers: two point two seven goals against, nine twenty six save percentage. But he's now facing a team that's got you know a pretty decent amount of firepower you know, an arrested team as well, the New Jersey Devils. So we'll see how they fare here in this one. It definitely feels like a devil spot in this game. I'm going to take them in a minus one, uh, which I don't do very often. Uh, that's the way I'm going to approach it here. I'd rather have that than the uh, the regulation because we have seen some draw history. The draw could get there. We have seen the games in Washington recently with these two teams, you know, go to overtime. But I'm not so sure. I think this feels like one of those, especially with New Jersey losing both games earlier this season uh, against Washington in New Jersey. They've played each other twice in New Jersey, uh, and uh, Capitals won both of those games. I just feel it's a New Jersey spot. The better of these two teams, they're off a loss, they're rested. Washington, you know, off a of back to back. Uh, I do like New Jersey a little bit here. I'm going to go with a small bit on the minus one, small bit on the draw. I really like the team total over three and a half here at a reasonable price, minus 112 for the uh, Devils in this one. Uh, the total's interesting here. I would lean full game over, but Dawes was very good against Ottawa. Let's keep that in mind. He only gave up two goals. So it could be one of those games where as much as we have issues at times with the Devils defensively, like I'll take over six and a half for a small bet. I prefer the Devils team total here. Uh, in this one, because I think they'll do a, a little bit more of the scoring, uh, in this one, because I thought Dawes looked pretty solid against Ottawa. Uh, we'll see if he can carry that over. But again, we're talking about a goalie with a very small sh- sample size. And obviously when it comes to player props, we got to go with it again, see if he can score for the fourth straight game, Luke Hughes for the New Jersey devils on the blue line. Um, uh, he's been shooting the puck a lot more it's been very impressive to watch uh he's been doing a great job uh, on the power play quarterbacking it as well and there's really been very little if any uh, adjustment with the goal price considering now that's three straight games with a goal for him it's still plus 575 right now at bet rivers uh for him to score a goal tonight so uh we're going to keep rocking and rolling with uh luke hughes uh to get the uh, job done again and find the back of the net once again tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils here in this game. He's also now on the number one power play unit. Even more opportunity for him uh, as well going into this game tonight. Um, so, and Dawson Mercer, I would look toward him as well for the Devils. He's starting to heat up. We know he can be streaky. And right now, he's got six goals in the six points in the last five games, three goals in the last five games uh, for the Devils. So, those are two favorite props here uh, in this game by far. Uh, Mer- Dawson Mercer and Luke Hughes here for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Devils-Capitals.
0: Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game, the TNT game. And I think we're going to see a lot of goals here. Like I said, Nico Dawes, Hunter Shepard, these two goals, they faced each other in the AHL before, but like I said, limited time for both in the NHL. And uh, I think this could definitely be a game where, especially seeing Washington, the way that they got off to that hot start we mentioned, that was – a poor Pittsburgh start, but Washington could get some momentum and kind of maybe say, hey, let's start off and, and and get this game going as well early in the first period. Cause that's something you haven't seen from them. We haven't seen a lot of speed and momentum from this capital team in a while. They're a slower paced team. They looked like shades of, of old Washington uh, in, in that start last night. So they can bring some of that and match that intensity with New Jersey, at least early in the contest. They won't be able to do it for a full 60 minutes. They get, they get ran out if they try to make it a full boat race. But I think bringing some pressure early, and testing Dawes, we can definitely see that. And when the Devils, like I said, testing Shepard as well. So both teams to score in the first period. I like that spot as well. First period over one and a half. I'm laying it with the dollar forty early. I'm not even going to take time to try and wait and grab a better price. We could see some scoring pretty early in this contest. And also, only in the dollar ten with six and a half uh, for the full game over. Side, I'm not touching anything here. I don't like the draw, even though I've seen the history. Like I said, you know, we've seen a a couple of uh, OT games, two of the last four. But this has been all capitals in the series. 13 of the last 17 meetings, Washington has won. Uh, I just don't trust where New Jersey, especially laying this kind of a price. I don't even want to get creative like you did with the minus one here. Staying off of the side, just going all totals. First period, full game, and first period, both teams to score.
1: Yeah, I get the reluctancy. It's been Washington. Washington's beaten them twice this year. Washington's 2-0 against New Jersey this year. I definitely have their number. Some teams just
0: have other teams' numbers no matter what year or or what the situation.
1: Yep, but I'm going to give New Jersey a chance to to, uh, to, to change things tonight because they couldn't ask for a better setup. Washington had to gut it out last night in Pittsburgh. Back-to-back, they're rested. They're smarting off a 5-2 loss where it crumbled for them in the second period against Boston. It's just a great setup for them to roll in here to Washington. And they actually have beaten. It's, it's been a road warrior series as well. I should point that out. Washington's won in Jersey. Jersey's won in Washington. You know, that's basically been the way it's been the last couple of seasons. So uh, I'm going to go New Jersey minus one. little Smaller on that, I like the team total more. Uh, over three and a half here with the uh, Devils at a minus 112 uh, in this game. Let's be honest, too. Washington, too, an older team. That's a good point from yeah. one of our people in the chat there, too. And they had to, like... Gutted out there to hang on against Pittsburgh last night. Now they got to defend a team that's rested and has tons of speed, as we know, the New Jersey Devils. So
0: uh, definitely good stuff. And like yeah, I said, good prop team too. I think yeah, Devils team total. Like I said, and, and you land a dollar twelve. So anything under a dollar twenty, that's probably the best way to approach uh, okay. with, if you like New Jersey tonight, because that way. You get four goals. Okay, fine. If this gets to, a, to be a back and forth kind of game, they lose five, four, six, five, you still cash your, your ticket. So yeah. that might be something I kind of lean and play a little small on
1: that. Yeah, I'm going to go New Jersey minus one, more on the team total over three and a half, and back to a little small piece of the draw simply because the last t- two meetings and three of the last four meetings in Washington between the Devils and Capitals have gone to overtime <laughs> or a shootout.
0: You can easily sprinkle five or $10 on any. Matchup between Metro Division opponents the rest of the year. You yeah. could take all the Metropolitan Division, uh, inner division games the rest of the year and put five or ten bucks on the draw and see how it goes because these teams are literally going to cannibalize each other yeah. in the next two and a half months. So that's yeah. definitely something worth looking at.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And by the way, uh, I also want to point out Brat to Foley. Uh, they've been in good form lately for the Devils as well. I think they're worth a look too, especially to Foley. Two goals, two assists. Four points in the last four games. He's a streaky scorer as well. Uh, definitely could see him maybe chipping in, but especially Mercer and Hughes. Those are the two that I'm most interested in here tonight for the uh, – Luke Hughes, that is, uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, as far as the uh, prop market in this game. It should be interesting. This is your TNT game as well uh, with the uh, Devils and the uh, Capitals uh, here tonight. All right, the uh, second game and the final game of this two-game slate on this Wednesday night – Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs, they are on a back-to-back as they take on the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Toronto minus 210 road favorites here at the Honda Center uh, in Orange County. Uh, Total six and a half shaded to the over uh, in this game. And the great debate, we heard it all throughout the um, Toronto Maple Leaf broadcast last night of the Leafs-Kings game. Uh, I was going back and forth. I had the ESPN feed on for some of it, the Leaf feed on for some of it uh, last night uh but the all the discussion was to start or not to start Dennis Hildeby here tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs on a back to back knowing that Martin Jones is not only playing well played very well last night got the shutout against the Kings did just roll with the hot hand right now uh and go back to Martin Jones who is is in one of those forms right now Martin Jones where uh he's getting the job done um so that's been the big question mark we don't have confirmation yet and as far as I know, the Leafs are not going to get to the rink or speak to the media uh, until later today, like probably three, four hours before puck drops. So that's probably when we're going to find out uh, who's going to be in net. So it's a bit more of a difficult game to handicap without knowing who's going to be in net, just because I think it does make a difference. Uh, you know, Martin Jones is in a back-to-back, even though he's playing well, I don't love backing teams with goaltenders on a second night of a back-to-back you know that's never something i'm really looking to do um and if it's Dennis Hildeby a net or his Leaf fans are already leaf fans are already calling him hildebeest and he hasn't even played a game yet uh, in the uh, nhl i mean talk about already the the hype train just going off the tracks already <laughs> like let's calm down a little bit and i know he's been great with the toronto marlies this year in 15 games really good outstanding in fact but you know the nhl is a different kind of kettle of fish as they say so let's see how it ends up uh, playing out here but Um, I honestly, if you ask me, if you say, put the Sheldon Keefe hat on, we're going to see Dennis Hill to be tonight. If you ask me, I really do think they'll give him the start, but again, that's just assumption right now on my part. Now this kid is huge. He's six foot seven. He's over 200 pounds. And he's one of those prototypical goalies that fills the net. Like he's a big guy. He's got more mobility and athleticism for a guy, his size as well. Uh, but six foot seven, man, that is big time height for a goaltender. Uh, No question about that. So um, he's got the tools. But again, we're talking about someone that's got 15 professional games under his belt, all in the AHL. Uh, He came out of the Swedish Junior League before that. uh, And now you're asking him maybe to make his NHL. And really, the only reason he's in this position is because Joel Wall's hurt. Samsonov is all fucked in the head and struggling badly uh, right now. uh, And um, his confidence is shot. And because of that, Martin Jones and this guy now are your goalies, next in line, next man up because of everything that's going on with the Leafs goaltending this year. So it's a tough spot. They, You ask anybody in the Leaf organization, Alex, there's no way they would have said, yeah, we're going to have Dennis Hill to be making his Leaf debut in January for this team. No, not a chance. If everything were to stay status quo, if Samsonov doesn't you know, hit a wall with his confidence and his level of play, if Wool doesn't get hurt, You know, there's no way we're in a spot right here on January 3rd where we're talking about the NHL debut of Dennis Hildeby, But because of situations, that's where we are right now uh, with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, So an interesting decision here. Uh, It's hard to move on this game right now until I know that. Um, I'll say this. I am almost at the point where I've had it with Anaheim. I've had it. You know, I've given this team every excuse in the book. You know, when they started to really struggle a few weeks ago and they were having some bad games, I'm like, well, wait till they get everybody healthy. Well, what's the excuse now? Okay, because Mason McTavish is healthy, Jamie Drysdale's back, and these couple of games that they have played, you get shut out in your own building by Arizona, and then you get absolutely – now Edmonton's on a roll right now, don't get me wrong, but to get steamrolled like that, 7-2 to two, uh, by the uh, Edmonton Oilers in their last game, 6-14 and 14 here at home, that's a terrible home record. Uh, for the Anaheim Ducks, even with the schedule in their favor. I'm not sure I trust this group. Schedule was in their favor against Edmonton Sunday night. Edmonton's coming off a big win against LA, one in a shootout, back-to-back for the Oilers. And Oilers went in there and rolled Anaheim. So I can't trust it. An- I'm done trusting at Anaheim for now. But I also am not going to lay minus 210 with the Leafs. So I know from a side perspective, I'm out. It's draw or pass uh, if I do anything with this game as far as uh, side-wise. You know, six and a half. We'll see. I can tell you that uh, we've seen the overcash in four straight meetings, so I would certainly lean that way with Jones in net. With Hildeby in net, yeah, maybe he's just overwhelmed, and he's not ready for the NHL, and he gets shelled. That's a potential. But there's also that human element, Alex. Hildeby starts, what are the players going to want to do? They're going to want to rally around it and play the whale of a game for this kid and help him out. And there's that element that you have to consider, uh, if Dennis Hill to be starts. So, uh, I, nothing at all that I've locked in, nothing super strong, that's for sure. But as of right now, I'd lean draw. I'd lean over if I were to do anything here. Uh, interesting game though. And again, we'll get more clarity later in the day, what the Leafs are going to do. They're going to debut this kid, uh, in net tonight for the first time. What do you, in the NHL, I should say, uh, what do you think here, Alex Toronto, Anaheim?
0: All right, so there's a lot to unpack here with this Maple Leafs uh, game. Like, since so the second night of back-to-backs, you're coming off of a Martin Jones shutout, right, which is, you know, that's, you know, you you seeing the eclipse and finding a pot of gold at the same time getting that. So now do you run him back the second of a, of a back-to-back? or Do you start this kid, Dennis And Now I've heard you talk about it. I've heard Leafs fans talking about it, and I, and I get it. As, a, you know, someone who – was a fan of a team that went through a long-suffering cup drought, and you just, you know, wanting things to click into place. You, you grasp at straws and just find hope in anything you can. The Dennis Hildeby story is very interesting, and it's fascinating that he's even in this spot in the NHL right now. When you look back, and I'm reading this on Daily Faceoff earlier today when I'm doing my capping and talking about how he was basically a mascot for the Swedish team and working at a, a skating school in Sweden, dealing with a bunch of injuries during his youth, and finally getting the chance to play. He's only played, as I look at HockeyDB, in 28 professional games in Sweden, 17 stars in the AHL, and now is you know, sitting as back at last night, and possibly starting in the NHL today. It's very, very, very little uh, overall time to be talking about a guy making a debut in the NHL at just 22 years of age. Uh, and you look at his numbers in the NHL, they weren't really that great. He had a couple of starts early that were nice back-to-back shutouts. He had a four-game win streak. But then you look at his last three starts with uh, 0-2-1. He's given up three or more goals in each of his last four starts in the NHL uh i don't know that's true has
1: been good lately you're right that, that's, yeah, that's true I, I,
0: yeah. I think the hype train here is uh is wildly overrated it's a it's a wonderful story and, and kudos to him but i think he's going to have a a rude wake-up call here but yeah jeremy
1: show? lynn fucking tommy devito feel to it right now yeah, a little bit yeah, I, it, a little bit like, it,
0: it, i mean it's jeremy, a wonderful story yeah. It's a wonderful story. you know. It, it, they're in Anaheim, so if Disney's listening, maybe you pick it up and turn it into a movie. But as far as the real world on the ice in this contest tonight, I'm all over Anaheim. Uh, I think the Ducks are going to, to give him a rude welcome to the league. And I think you know, the Leafs already had to play like hell defensively against Martin Jones. Now, like you said, can they bottle that up and do that again tonight in front of Hildeby? I don't think so. Could they bottle that up again and do it again for a second night in front of Jones? I don't think so. This is a model of inconsistency for the Leafs. They got to prove to me that they can be consistent in spots like this. This is a game where you should roll over Anaheim, win this game five to two, play well for either your goaltender who's been hot, who's been saving the season or your fourth string goaltender. Who's come out of nowhere being a mascot in Sweden three years ago to now being the backup of this club. But I don't believe they can do that. So I don't trust them one bit. Just like, you don't trust Anaheim. And I totally understandable too. I'm super mad with Anaheim as somebody who holds a ticket for them to make the playoffs, but putting that aside at plus 180 I'm taking a shot at the ducks also taking a shot with both teams to score in the first period at plus 135 and might take a little shot with ducks team total over but I got to be a little more creative and look for something at uh that. yeah
1: that's uh, yeah absolutely so it's very very fascinating uh this uh matchup you're right that's an incredible story right this guy's like a, 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 a he's a mascot like being an a, being a a hockey goal he's not really in his uh uh, consideration at that point uh but uh yeah definitely uh it's a situation that's uh, pretty amazing there when you talk about it um uh there we go what do you, come on andy don't give me that jeremy lin went on to win an he was what well, he went on to win an nba championship keeping the fucking bench warm that guy didn't even get in any games in 2019 with the raptors my gosh i mean i, I hope you're being funny when you say that uh that, come on they didn't win the nba championship because of him he was serving the team water uh, on the bench and keeping them hydrated or some shit sitting on his keister uh, on the bench. Come on. He he didn't have any factor uh, into that championship. Come on. That's bad. Uh, bringing that up. I hope you're being yeah. funny yeah. when you're saying that I hope you're not serious because if you're serious, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. I also I also buried the lead in that story. And, and thanks for everybody mentioning in the chat. Yes. He is six, seven and he has this incredible size, but he also had double hip surgery. So that's something that, like, usually you worry about a guy in his late 30s who's been playing the league having double hip surgery, trying to come back and be, you know, stable and and prove what he's already proven. Here's a kid at 22 years of age who's had a, a pretty serious surgery for somebody that young now trying to make his NHL debut, and everybody gets all wrapped up about size. It's the same shit you hear like in MLB all the time about a guy who has great frame. He's big and athletic, and that doesn't always mean shit in, in the NHL. Just because he's six seven. all right, fine. Yes, he can stuff the net size-wise, but he's got to move around a little bit. So that's another thing that's a huge question mark. And like I said, making this step up to the NHL, so I'm not buying the hype that all the fans of the Maple Leafs Nation are trying to put on this kid right now. And if he does something well, if it proves me wrong. So be it. But I don't think it's going to happen. So give me the Ducks.
1: All right, Anaheim for a plus 180. Uh, this is definitely this is like I said. I don't want the Ducks because they've 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 greatly hurt me multiple times with the, you know, and at the same time, I don't want, I I know I don't trust the Leafs, you know, on a back-to-back minus 210 road favorites against an inferior opponent. This is always where they've had that clunker and lay an egg. Um, And, you know, I kind of want to see Hill to be play first before I'm ready to do anything in terms of backing him. So uh, it's draw maybe just for, you know, a chance to cash a big plus price. Uh, And I do want to point out, I think, as far as the draw is concerned, Alex, Two of the last three meetings have gone to overtime or a shootout with the Leafs and Ducks. And last year in Anaheim, October 30th, it was a four, three ducks win in overtime. So there you go. Give me that four, three ducks in overtime. Alex wins. My draw lean hits my over lean hits six and a half. So we're all happy if that happens uh, tonight. We'll see. Uh, I agree with uh, Adam thinking about Drysdale, (laughs) Adam in our chat here, (laughs) talking about uh, Jamie Drysdale. Um, you're right. He has been, he's actually been, I don't blame him too much. Uh, it's just a shame that the team has not played uh, all that great since he's been back, but you know, he's shooting the puck quite a bit. He did score against Vegas. Um, and as long as you've got someone that's shooting the, the puck often, and you can get them at a reasonable price to spend, this is more than reasonable. You're talking, you know, plus eight fifty uh at FanDuel. I don't mind that for a big, bigger, long shot uh, as far as goal props uh, are concerned. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, We'll see. It's funny thing about Matthews is when Matthews is quiet one game, he usually is better the next game. So Matthew, this could be a Matthews over one and a half points or Matthews sprinkle on two plus goals kind of night. You could see it. Uh, And again, Anaheim's not exactly been a defensive juggernaut here. Uh, You know, the seven goals allowed to Edmonton, not great. They've given up pretty much three or more consistently in the last 10 games. So Toronto should be able to find the back of the net, which is why I'm leaning over the total. Uh, And like I said, I am at least mildly interested in the draw. Not my strongest stance on a draw bet by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I do lean that way with this uh, Leafs and Ducks game uh, here tonight. Uh, All right, great stuff. That is the uh, Wednesday NHL card. Shout out to everyone in the uh, chat. Uh, Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. We appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, A reminder again, one more time, patreon.com slash ice guys, $10 per month, our daily card, sides, totals, player props are all posted there. Uh, as well as the additional written content goalie charts totals charts and more and of course exclusive betcast only available to patreon ice guys members coming in january uh we will not say the date it's going to be a surprise impromptu betcast we're just going to drop the link on the patreon page the day of the betcast and say hey we got a betcast tonight come on and join us that's the way it's going to go so uh, we're looking forward to it with the uh, betcast uh, exclusive to patreon members In addition to our regular monthly BetCast, which will be Tuesday, January 16th uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern. So looking forward to not one, but two BetCasts coming your way here uh, in the month of January. And also make sure you check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, new, new merch, new gear available there just in time for the new year. Uh, so make sure you get involved there, iceguys.myspreadshop.com.
0: Yeah, definitely check out all the new merch. I got my draw season hoodie coming uh, this weekend, I think. So uh definitely want to take a, a look at all of some of the new merch we've got going on there. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com.
1: Uh, all right, check that out uh, indeed. All right, it is time for bargain bin special of the night for, these, for this Wednesday slate. Obviously, a little bit slim pickings with only two games uh, on the uh, menu tonight. But uh, Alex, did you find anything bargain bin worthy tonight?
0: Yes, I did. Looking at that uh, Anaheim Toronto game, I was just kind of perusing through the Anaheim lineup. Like I said, I think they're going to get some goals tonight. And you, know, you look on that uh, power play unit, they still got Jacob Silverberg on the second unit, even though he's playing on the fourth line. Uh, but he's a guy that definitely has some chances to get some quality looks uh, if we see this game get into uh, some. You know, man advantage trouble. So I'm looking at him plus six hundred to get a goal anytime here. Jacob Silverberg. Uh taking a shot with him. You get plus six hundred fan duel points bet in a couple of different places. So even in that five to six hundred range, definitely taking a shot with him. Jacob Silverberg to get a goal tonight for the Anaheim Ducks.
1: All right. That's a Jacob Silverberg. I, th- I think is Jakob if you're gonna pronounce it in Swedish. But yeah. Uh, Jakob Silverberg uh, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, to score a goal tonight. He is someone that years ago when he started in Ottawa, remember Ottawa was the first team he was with. He was a pretty good goal scorer. You could count on him for 25, 30 goals in a few seasons. Not anymore, uh, but Alex does like him tonight uh, here, given that little little bump in the power play time. So uh, Jakob Silverberg for the Anaheim Ducks, uh, to score a goal tonight for uh, Alex with his a bargain bin special of the night. Uh, unfortunately, no dice for Matt and I with the bargain bin last night. Uh, McLeod didn't score. Nick Robertson, it was a good setup, but he had a pretty quiet game uh, for the Leafs. Um, and um, so, and of course, Evgeny Dodonov also failed to uh, get on the uh, score sheet for the um, uh, for the Dallas Stars last night against his old team. Uh, but tonight, for my bargain bin special of the night and I'm going to go back to the well. We've already cashed him just recently on the weekend as a bargain bin special of the night uh, recommendation. It's just the price is still just ridiculously much too good to pass up going back to the well with him again for bargain bin special of the night tonight. Luke Hughes for the New Jersey Devils, plus 575 uh, at Bet Rivers. Uh, we are going to go back to the well with him once again tonight. Uh, he's been, like I said, a dynamo on the blue line offensively lately. For the New Jersey Devils, he has now got three games straight with a goal, five points during that span. And when you see this now, if you're Luke Hughes, that you have scored in three straight games, you know you want to keep it going. You know you've got incentive to keep the streak going as long as possible. So it's an absolutely phenomenal price. It is the clear. It is the clear choice for me for bargain bin special of the night once again. Luke Hughes, New Jersey Devils plus five seventy five. Uh, for my bargain bin special of the night all right best bets to wrap it up 2-0 sweep for maddie robinson and i with the best bets yesterday we'll see if we can provide an encore tonight alex what do you like for best bet
0: yeah let's go to that uh washington new jersey game gonna go with the first period over one and a half laying a dollar 40 uh anything higher than that try to grab it a little bit better in game i think we'll be able to get that one secured, and that's widely available. Looking at the last three meetings, we've seen uh, at least three goals scored in that first period between these two teams. you got Nico Dahl's is going to get Hunter Shepard, a couple of uh, third-string goaltenders. So I think we can see some pace back and forth. Both these teams should get some good quality looks early. So we're going with that first period over with the Devils and Caps. That's my best bet.
1: All right, there you go. First period over, one and a half, New Jersey-Washington. Uh, best bet here for uh, Alex B. Smith. Uh, On this uh, Wednesday card, Uh, my best bet, you know, on a night where I'm not feeling great about anything, by default, we're going to go with New Jersey team total here. Uh, Over three and a half, minus 112. Only two games to choose from. Um, I actually think it's the better bet than the minus one because, you know, you don't, you know, with Washington playing this team tough the last few years, you don't always want to bank on just the win for New Jersey, but bank on them scoring four goals tonight. I think it's realistic. Huge rest advantage, awful loss to Boston, a frustrating loss where they were in that game and they just let it get away from them uh, in the second period. And they have won each of the last two meetings here in Washington. And I think if they win tonight, I don't think they're winning a 2 nothing or 2-1 or 3-1 game. I think if they win tonight, they're able to score at least four goals. So New Jersey Devils team total uh, over three and a half half minus one twelve. Uh, for my best bet here on this Wednesday uh, NHL slate Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the show thanks to everyone for joining us hit the like button on the way out a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week Monday to Friday 2 p.m eastern Saturday and Sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher iHeartRadio Amazon Music and more download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for Alex P. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Uh, have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday with our old friend Jay Rosehill back on the show uh, tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to bringing him back on, on to talk Leafs. Of course, he's on the Leaf Morning Take show uh, that he does, and he's also doing a a fight like analysis, like vicious violent incidents like analysis oh. type of show. Uh, as nice. well, an additional show that he's doing. Department of Discipline, I think is the name of it. Uh mm-hmm. and he's doing a podcast uh with that as well. So we'll get uh all the info on those shows. He's a busy guy in the media world now. And of course he'll also help talk we'll talk leafs of course and we'll break down the Thursday uh NHL card uh in full with uh Rosie Jay Rosehill tomorrow on the show. So tune in tomorrow, 2 p.m Eastern uh have a great Wednesday night and we'll be back tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys. Hmm. <sighs>